Well, you guys, we've already had some great chats here today <laughs> about cannibalism, uh, laughing, and so much more. Uh, we're joined by the excellent, excellent, awesome co-host of uh, the rom-com effect. It's Katie Chilson and Lena Olson. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having for, us. Yeah, thank you. Also, I should say that I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes. Yes. <laughs> Did that hot, backwards. Hot guys? Hawkeyes. Okay. But yeah. I have this conversation a lot. Because <laughs> one, I'm bad at enunciating, and two, they sound the same. It, yeah, sometimes like I'll like say it quickly, and I'll be like, it sounds like I just said hot guys. Yeah. I mean, also another great premise for a podcast. So. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh, a lot of vowels in there, so. It's have to really. Yeah. Hawk. Hawk. Eyes. eyes. Yeah, mm. yeah. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it, I feel it. Okay, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. And we shouldn't have a podcast. What? Okay. from Iowa and she is in fact a Hawkeye. A Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of the, the other podcasts <laughs> called Hawkeyes are about sports or yeah. something. So, yeah, we're the only non-sports related Hawkeyes podcast. Yeah, so maybe some <laughs> sports fans will stumble in. and That's you know. a great way to just get some just yeah. random fans. Oh yeah. yeah. Random mm-hmm. listeners. I hope there is a whole contingent of Hawkeyes fans who also mm-hmm. are huge Ethan Hawk fans. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. I would so. hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. He's never done like a, a sports movie though, right? Oh, he would be oh, a great he's done coach though. The Phenom. He would, yeah. He was like he's like a a, a sports dad. Oh, like he's oh, like, yeah. a, like it's kind of recent. Yeah, I think I remember the trailer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can um, see him as a sports dad. Yeah, I can he's see a him as a dad. coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see him as a coach for sure. In his younger days, he totally could have been like. The star quarterback. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a high yeah. school. Could have been a Matt yeah. Saracen oh, yeah. Friday Night Lights oh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think he's a little more of a Riggins. Really? Yeah. With, well, when he was in that long hair phase. Yeah, he he's got flipping. a ruggedness. Pull it off. Yeah. 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 Like, I could definitely see him like a kind of troubled teen in Texas. Definitely. Well, I mean, that's like his now origin I f- story. Now I feel bad that I have not. <laughs> now, that, now I feel bad that I have not been watching it with you because I don't know what these words mean. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I got into watching. season two and then I stopped. This was a while ago. Season two is the worst season, though. Is that why I stopped? I was yeah. told... Just power through season okay. two because it's the worst, and even the, the showrunner is like, I don't really like season two, mm-hmm. and they kind of like change it up in season three. Like you notice a shift, mm-hmm. and That's it's good to know. consistently better. The last they really episodes. get bogged down in a crime and punishment esque <laughs> existential. Yeah, it was so weird. the season yeah. two is pretty wild, but the last three seasons are really good. Okay, so how many seasons are there? Five. Total. Five. Wow. And the last three seasons are shorter as well. So nice. It makes it easier I appreciate. That. I just 
watched all of it in the last year, so that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be a lot of refs. There's going to be a lot of refs in this. What happened is that, like, Street and Reagans and Lila were in Mexico, and then they that didn't have a threesome, and then I was too. like, I don't know what's going on here. That was so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, this is embarrassing because I'm talking about my Twitter, but I did, like, a tweet <laughs> watch of uh-huh. that season, and, like, I remember yeah. tweeting, like, are they about to have a threesome right now? Yeah. And then it didn't happen. I was like, why did they fake yeah. us out like that? Because it was on NBC. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and uh, if it was on the CW, though, that would have happened. Because I think, well, I don't know. I think the first uh, CW threesome I can recall was on Gossip Girl. Between uh, uh, like, who? It was Dan and Vanessa and Hilary Duff. That's a listicle Whoa. waiting to happen, yeah. by the way. I like, never the, s- the CW threesome's yeah. ranked. Yeah. Ooh, we Gossip talk. Girl had multiple threesomes, right? I actually didn't I watch know. that I just show remember much. that one because it was really a big deal when it happened, and the, yeah. the they used three by Britney Spears for the promos. That's right. And I so then it was like one, two, three, and it like yeah. showed each of their faces, like you know, like on the verge of orgasming, you know, just really hitting <laughs> it ridiculous. on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was fun. I miss Gossip Girl. I never finished that show either, though. I think I watched it when it was really on, and then I fell off the mm. wagon and never finished it. Mm. Um, yeah. Speaking of gossip, <gasps> the rumors of the king's death. <laughs> <laughs> <In Denmark. laughs> well, a great transition. Thank yeah. you. I heard been there may have been foul them. play. Mm. Something yeah. rotten smelling in Denmark. <laughs> Um, if you can't guess, we watched Hamlet this week. Yeah. Um, the blockbuster one. So, oh, wait, we, uh, we... Sponsored our... by Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> so Pepsi won. Yeah. Prominently featured. Also Hugo Boss. Did you know, did anyone else know no, that? There, there was a Hugo Boss, Boss plug, yeah. Oh, right. There was like, he had like a duffel bag that was sitting on his desk. Mm-hmm. It said Boss. And then there's one part, this was very subtle. This is just something that I would have noticed. <laughs> he like turns, he puts his arm and leans back and the lapel of his blazer oh, opens wow. and you see, like that, that's, that's a subtle, wow. that's subtle, yeah. All right. So but I don't know if it was maybe like a over the top thing or just like a subtle, like, oh, we're gonna do the clothes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, The so, yeah. costumer was like, I got this, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys big Shakespeare people? I enjoyed Shakespeare a lot. Like I feel like, when I was in high school and college, my connection to Shakespeare was much more, like, obviously recent. So mm-hmm. I felt, like, a lot more well-read and smarter than I have in probably six years. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, watching this was kind of like, oh, it's, like, bring me back. I remember I loved Hamlet so much in high mm-hmm. school. I was, like, real into that emo version <laughs> yeah. of Shakespeare. Because, like, <laughs> I remember, like, my favorite Shakespeare plays that I had to pick. If I had to pick, it was, like, Hamlet. And Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> Those I are the love two. Nice. Midsummer that one's Night's fun. Dream. Yeah. Did a production of it in fifth grade, and after that, I was like, "Who were you?" I was one of the girls. I can't remember which. Desdemona. Um, was Desdemona in, in Midsummer Night's Dream? Am I making that up? Uh, there's a Hermione, and yeah. there's a maybe it's Desdemona. Maybe Desdemona. Desdemona's in Othello. I don't. Mm. I don't know. I can't. Oh, remember. that sounds more right. I think she was the the romantic. Yeah. Lead in I think it, it began with an O, but I can't remember her name. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, okay. I Fifth grade was either. more than two years ago. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I... What I, if we were all just seventh graders doing this show? Oh my <laughs> god, love that. Love Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just uh, do Ethan Hawke mash or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, which one would you date? The one from Dead Poets Society or the one from Before Sunrise? Reality Bites. Oh, Reality Bites. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Probably Before I see Sunrise. You. <laughs> even though I haven't seen that movie. But I did see the trailer <laughs> and I was like, that's the one. <laughs> I only watched it for the first time like two years ago. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And... I was like so emotional while watching it. I haven't watched the others. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> um, uh, I loved it. What is your guys' experience with Ethan Hawke, by the way? Like, what's your relationship with his work? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not an Ethan Hawke uh, aficionado. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen not many people. A handful. Are. Okay. I've seen a handful of his movies. Most recently, Boyhood. Um. Yeah, I've I've always been kind of a, a middling appreciator. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. aware of who he is. Appre- I, I appreciate him when I see him on screen, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like an actor that I was like, he's one of my faves, you know? Yeah. But I do think he's a, a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say my relationship with him is strongest with the poster I ran by uh, several years ago that was up for a good six months. Mm. It was for, I'm forgetting the name of the movie. You guys can tell me. Juliet the, Naked. No, it was the one he did with Selena Gomez. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh get, get, away. Away. Get, get away. Get away. Was that yeah. like an action? Yeah, it was like a thriller. Wow. I, I heard, if, uh, if Rotten Tomatoes is to be believed, it was not very good. Yeah. I, this poster, it was up at a bus stop mm-hmm. at like... Franklin and Western and I would run by it all the time and I think they forgot about it because literally it was up for so long but I just had this connection with this poster so whenever I think of Ethan Hawke even though I'm well aware of his huge library of films I first and foremost think of that poster because I thought it was bananas that he and Selena Gomez were starring in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that's that reasonable. That is an interesting pairing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's by far the most original uh, uh, reference point for oh. Ethan Hawke movies that we've had so far. I, I can't imagine that other people have the same relationship. <laughs> yeah, usually people just like, you know, they name the movie that they've seen, but that's, that's yeah. very unique. I did love Boyhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought just like, from a filmmaking perspective, it's obviously like incredible and different. And I thought the payoff was great for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I also really liked Before Sunrise, as I said before. I cried. I want to <laughs> see that one real bad. I want to yeah. see. Yeah, it's a good one. We'll have to cover it on the pod. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a yeah. rom-com, right? Is it? Is it too sad? I don't think it's a comedy. I I, I, he's I done romantic it's not, movies. It's just a romance. Oh, yeah, it's just I, like a, yeah. I feel like I've seen it on lists for rom-coms, but maybe they're being more broad with their Yeah. I mean, it's like criteria. kind of, yeah. if you're like, if it's like an existential rom-com, maybe. I love you know? those. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a little bit of a stretch, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even reality it. bites to call oh, yeah. that because I don't think that's romantic or a comedy. Yeah, I don't think it's either of those things. Yeah, I feel like that's more of a the movie was rough. Were they in high school or were they in college? They were in, in college. Well, yeah. they were graduating college. They just graduated. Oh college. yeah, so it was very like, what are we gonna do with our lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind that of was the good, thesis that's of the, the movie. movie. Yeah, it's what are we gonna do with our lives for reality mm-hmm. bites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Can one. we? No, have- I'd say it's a comedy, but it's not romantic. I wouldn't say it's romantic. Yeah. I mean, I think it was supposed to be a romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's it's so upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. 
Yeah, but it's I think, been a long time since I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I had never seen it until we did this podcast, so I watched yeah. it for this, and then shortly after we went to Synespia and we saw it there in Hollywood Forever too. It was fun. Yeah, no, I liked the movie. That was a good I just viewing wouldn't say that I would that. include it in the romantic comedies. Yeah, doesn't it have a really strong cult following? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. for sure. It's very like '90s core. Well, that was the interesting yeah. thing about seeing it at Sinespia is that the things that w- the impressions we took away from the movie were mm-hmm. not the impressions that like older people mm. who like, who, like would have been young when it, yeah, yeah. that's not the impressions that they got because yeah. they were like rooting for Ethan Hawke's character and we were very much yeah. not. Like we were oh. just in this like little island of people that were, we're like, like fuck this guy, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's a fuckboy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah sip their tea <laughs> if anyone hasn't can't see me i'm sipping my tea I'm calling him a fuck boy <laughs> speaking of fuck boys mm. let's talk hamlet oh <laughs> my god oh when we when we were talking about like our connection to shakespeare mm-hmm. this um when we covered hamlet in high school our teacher made us watch clips of like all the different Hamlet interpretations. Oh, nice. So oh. I saw clips of this before. I've never seen the full length, but I had seen several clips and known that Bill Murray plays Polonius, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that yeah. going into this, and I was like, what the what? <laughs> but um, I also saw the version with Mel Gibson as Hamlet from like mm-hmm. 1991. I've heard that one's not very good. I liked that one oh, you did? a lot in high school. I mean, now that we know more about Mel Gibson, <laughs> And now that I, I think I'm like over the whole dramatic, sad white boy character, yeah. I'm like, I mostly laugh, but like at the time I was like super into the Hamlet with Mel Gibson and um, Helena Bonham Carter played Ophelia oh. in that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also that. the version with Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. and Kate Winslet plays Ophelia in that oh. one. And she was my favorite win- uh, Ophelia. Wow. So you, I feel like you have a... So I was like remembering all those clips and I was like, yeah. hmm, I wonder which one is best now. I don't well, really know. Have you guys seen Hamlet 2? Oh, yeah. I've seen that too. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is so ridiculous. It um, hasn't... I don't know if you've watched it recently. No. It hasn't no. aged super well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you watched it back in 2008, it's it still feels... I think it's an okay movie to watch with friends that you've already established. Yeah. Like, we're not... Like, definitely like, not like a first date movie. But yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen any Hamlet before, except for The Lion King. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot that that's the Lion also King based Hamlet. Hamlet. I think I... I've, I think I've read the play like yeah, years ago. Yeah. I yeah. don't have the strongest connection to Shakespeare and it's not like a like a counter like I'm not being countercultural about yeah. it or anything. It just doesn't really connect with me. Yeah. I think the intellectual barrier to just like enjoying it yeah. is so high it is. that it's like <laughs> I would rather just read something else. Yeah. Cuz like when I was cuz like to be fair the last time I really read any Shakespeare was in high school and like you know teachers would be like Oh, this is funny mm-hmm. because it's it's actually quite raunchy, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, I know, but like, you have to explain that to me yeah. for me to get it, and it just doesn't like it's just it doesn't feel worth the effort to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to like learn but, the references behind exactly, five different yeah. words in the same line, and yeah. it's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So like, I I I've seen multiple different like you know productions and stuff like that, but it's 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 not always been an easy thing for me to connect with. So yeah. 
We read a lot of Shakespeare when I was in high school. I did International Baccalaureate, and I mm-hmm. have a pretty heavy Shakespeare. Yeah, I did that too, so maybe that's why. Yeah. There, we just, English was like a major Real part intense. of the curriculum, and yeah. we would literally do analysis of it, not just word by word, but syllable by syllable, to figure oh. out like mm-hmm. how the syntax uh, helped like convey the message that the meaning of the words did but like on another level there's a lot of subtext yeah that we were (laughs) uncovering it so I literally have notebooks of just like we would have a sonnet or like a few pages from a play and we'd be like circling all of the like alliteration and Mm -hmm. stuff in it to figure out how that supported what was going on in there and I like it sounds really tedious but I Love Me too. I really liked it too. Because <laughs> really it's like a secret message in a way. And mm-hmm. I just loved like considering uh, the author's intent and like uh, the deeper levels of the joke behind it. So I found that really interesting. We also watched some clips. I remember mainly just the Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. one. And uh, I love. Shakespearean comedies and I definitely am more partial to comedy in general uh and I know I already talked about crime and punishment once but I always felt the same way (laughs) Mm -hmm. about Hamlet the way I did crime and punishment just in that uh it's a little bit like oh poor sad boy like either did something wrong or is like having a hard time but is not handling it well no. and is just complaining about everything. I know. So I always thought it was like if you just think of it in that like really basic context I was like come on dude. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but obviously like <laughs> literary wise it's a feat. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like, I was, like, watching, and I was like, God, this is just, like, every emo boy, you know? <laughs> but it's like, okay, but his dad did get murdered by yeah. his uncle. Like, that's pretty extreme. Pretty I wouldn't be handling that very well either. And his mom is complicit. I know. It's, like, it's rough. But then there's, like, all this, like, weird, like, subtext where, like, when he's, like, talking to his mom, there's, like, this weird, like sexual tension yeah. like, what yes. is wrong with you he kisses his mom and he also kisses claudius at one point did uh-huh. you guys catch yeah. that i was oh, like yeah. what was that for and um i don't know he just like i ended up just feeling sorry for ophelia like i just feel really yeah. bad. i think she's the deepest victim in this entire thing mm-hmm. um so yeah that's just how i feel yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally i um I also got pretty deep into Shakespeare in high school, and I feel like I I know Hamlet really well. And so it was, for me, kind of the idea of doing a Hamlet set in modern day, or like 2000. Uh, I think that's cool, but what I think you need to do also, for me, for it to be successful, is to also translate the language, too, Mm. to be contemporary. Mm -hmm. For me, like, it just, it didn't work, because I felt like I was just reading... Hamlet, right. and then I had the subtitles on, else. so I would like make sure to catch what they were actually. I wouldn't mm. have understood it if I didn't have the subtitles on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I just uh, I wasn't uh, like I thought it was an interesting idea, but I do wish that the language had been translated. Yeah, it was funny to me to watch it be like a, a modern update on it set in New York. It essentially like Denmark is a production company, like a media. I'm not sure what they. I, I, I was yeah. kind of corporation, but yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure. 
Um, but yeah, it was it. Um, they could change the name of that company too. Like it didn't need to be Denmark. Yeah, just except in except the for when they mentioned right. Denmark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I guess it would affect the whole iambic pentameter. Of HBO, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It also like if you're gonna do that and you're gonna keep the language the same, exactly the same, totally untouched. Mm-hmm. There needs to be like some awareness of it, right? Yeah, because then it just. Well, did you? Did you? I didn't want to interrupt you. No, I don't. I mean, I don't have a solution. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like I was thinking that as well because when you do it word for word and you're doing it in modern times. Like, I hate to say it, like, because it's so cynical, but, like, there are things about the modern times that is really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, Ethan Hawke's yellow-tinted glasses. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Julia oh Stiles' Jean Code jeans. Oh, my gosh. And, yes. like, I was just, like, it's hard to, like, take these words seriously and feel the emotional weight when, mm-hmm. like... People just looked ridiculous in the early 2000s. <laughs> and, yeah. like, history changes so much now that it's, like... It's, I think that's part of the reason why I like the Mel Gibson one more at the time was just because it takes place in the time period that it's set in. So mm-hmm. you just, you're like fully immersed in it and you're not like distracted by like Pepsi One cans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't a can, it was a vending machine oh, of Pepsi One. Oh, you're right. I oh, remember. Right. It was driving the body. Past. The yeah. ghost was oh, right yeah. in front of oh, it right. too. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. yeah, that was right after the, the mic, the boom mic. Mm-hmm. Oh, did they? And Jonathan saw the mic coming. Yeah. Oh, you saw there was, the mic. Okay, so this is right after. This was right after. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Bill Murray gets uh, shot, and you see, oh, yeah. um, what's her name? The mother. The queen. Gertrude. Gertrude. Yeah. So she's sitting on the bed or whatever, and then there's the window behind her, mm-hmm. and they're really holding on her, and she's looking at Ethan Hawke, and then you see behind her in the reflection mm, the yeah. like mic just dangling down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That was it a happens. good spot. I it didn't happens. see it. But he pointed it out. He rewound it. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like sure I was like I a detective, like, oh, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, like if they had made the the lines more tongue in cheek or been just a little bit more self aware, it would have hit more because of like things like that. Even like the boom showing up. Like there's just like something too modern about it. Like mm-hmm. even uh uh, Hamlet's just like filming stuff and like him going to Blockbuster and then like yeah. these digital shorts that he's making like there's just mm-hmm. like something weird about that to me it felt a little bit like um, it in order to succeed in a modern take it had to take itself slightly less seriously yeah. which is mm-hmm. almost impossible to do because the whole nature of the play mm-hmm. is so so self-serious yeah right. but then just like being in a blockbuster and especially now knowing that like they it's don't gone. exist anymore it just yeah. seems yeah. so silly and they couldn't have accounted for that at the <laughs> no, time no they wouldn't but, yeah. i love yeah but i think i, I feel like everything about early 2000s was so unself-aware oh, exactly mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah Maybe I don't know because like I was because I was thinking about like Romeo and Juliet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and they hard look a little cooler that in that. Like, Ten things I hate about you. Although I haven't rewatched it, but I feel like they look they look less ridiculous in Romeo and Juliet. They I think, don't have I think because crazy... it's so stylized already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Everything yeah. about it's it is world. like Baz yeah. Luhrmann to mm-hmm. the tens. You know? It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's not set like in any. It's just like its own. 
mm-hmm. sort of time. They do wear like a lot of Hawaiian shirts though. Yeah, that. but it like <laughs> it's kind of looks cool still. Yeah, just, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Not in, in a way that those like goddamn well, sunglasses. Also, like they have like cool guns in Romeo and Post yeah, Julia, yeah. and then this one it's just like Ethan Hawke pulling a gun. Random. It was yeah. Weird. Well, that's because yeah. that's how they insert. That's how they managed to bring like the long sword references and stuff like that mm-hmm. into that movie because i remember that very specifically that was one that i watched in high school and i for some reason it stuck with me yeah. but there's this the, he says like something about like getting his long sword and you see the gun and it says like long sword on it mm-hmm. so that's so they have to you know obviously you have to do things to take those old kind of things that are in the text that you have to put in them and so that's how they did it was by naming the guns long swords or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you go like, "Oh, that's clever." They had yeah, to yeah, adapt yeah. it to fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we talk about? Um, should we do? Uh, I don't know what I was gonna say there. I don't know. Let's talk about this cast. There's a crazy yeah. cast in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, Ethan Hawke is Hamlet, which I think is kind of inspired casting. I feel yeah. like he makes a lot of sense as Hamlet. He's sensitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, in emotional. He's an emotional dude, and Hamlet is also an emotional dude. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I don't know if it like worked a hundred percent, but the idea made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brooding. Yeah, Brooding. very good brooder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great uh, snow hats. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I know they're yeah. te- they technically beanies. What do you call yeah, a hat? Like oh, the ones with the the flaps, yeah. flap beanies. I, I feel like oh, it's no. not cool enough to be called a beanie. That's why I want to <laughs> call right. it a snow hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have a soft spot for those kind of hats. I love them. I used yeah. to have one. I've had many in yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> I have one that has like a giant puff a on the top. Poof. Yeah. yeah. But they they are like a little silly, so like him wearing them all the time. Like, <laughs> and also just being yeah. so sad while he's I wearing know. it. Like yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. you can't be angsty and wear one of those hats. You got to be like ready for a snow fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also he's like he's wearing like suits a lot too. Mm-hmm. So he's wearing suits yeah, with this hat and those sunglasses. What are sunglasses. you doing? <laughs> None of it really makes sense together. I wanted to snatch those sunglasses <laughs> off his face. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So distracting. Um, so we also have Kyle McLaughlin as Claudius. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, this is our second Kyle McLaughlin yeah. uh, oh. spotting on our journey through Hawk's, Hawk life, Hawk Wh- filmography, Hawkography, whatever. In, what other movie was he in? He was him? in Rich in Love, which oh. was um, only available on DVD if you guys want to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was he played like, they weren't actually in a scene together in that movie. Were they? No. No, I guess not. No, yeah. Mm. So they both played uh, the significant others of sisters. Oh, in that movie, so. okay. Yeah, kind of. Brothers Sister Mwah. lovers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he was like the strongest Shakespearean yeah. delivery. Yeah. I, I really believed him the most, mm-hmm. I think, out of anyone. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got a great voice. Yeah, he does have a great voice. And he has, like, he had a really, he felt like, I don't know, his body just seemed right in the mm-hmm. part. And his uh, his outfits, it all really went together yeah. in a way that worked for me. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and we also have, uh, obviously, Julia Stiles as Ophelia. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, she's really going hard on Shakespeare yeah, in the is. late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, the modern the modern takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did because obviously this is a two-hour version of Hamlet, mm-hmm. so they must have cut some stuff. They out. did cut some stuff. For did sure. they cut out a lot of Ophelia stuff? Because I felt like she, she barely talked until <laughs> yeah. never talked, and I was like, like only like halfway through the movie, I'm like, okay, now she's like doing something other than looking sad and morose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was wondering if they had cut some of her other stuff. Yeah, because I think there's that one. I definitely noticed one part right before they show Hamlet's movie, like short film, um, where he starts talking about like uh, the nothing between her legs. Like I mm-hmm. remember that, for, mm-hmm. uh, and that's I think a much longer conversation between the two of them than yeah. it was in, the, mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. So I do think there was probably some stuff of hers that was cut. Mm-hmm. I thought she did a good job when she did get a chance mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah, <laughs> there was definitely some weird choices that they made yeah. with her though like i think uh well one she did photography and she had the worst dark room of all time oh yeah there was like, there was like so a window yeah there was it. a window it was so much natural light <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then also there was that scene with bill murray who plays her father polonius and uh-huh. um where he's like tying her shoelace yeah. while he's talking to her which felt like really infantilizing so weird it was bizarre because i kind of felt like she was supposed to be maybe like eight you know 18 college-ish you yeah. know but um he was like tying her shoes and it was just a really bizarre and scene even her brother is also kind of like infantilizing her mm-hmm. which i think i mean in the play i think that's also the case I like think so. she's just like treated as immature or like she doesn't know what's good for her yeah Mm -hmm. and i think she does have pretty little agency when it comes to her family in the play yeah uh but yeah it was there there's so much um weird family dynamics oh yeah like we touched on it a little earlier where there's like sexual tension between people yeah Yeah. it's between all family members yeah yeah Yeah, totally her dad her brother yeah yeah when i was writing my notes i was like why is ophelia's brother like look like he wants to make out with her right now yeah i don't understand they had some tension laertes and ophelia yeah (laughs) um and laertes was leah schreiber which yeah uh, was fun i wasn't expecting i wasn't expecting him in this movie so that was Cool. What a pleasant surprise. I, I he also is good. Uh, He's clearly yeah. done Shakespeare on yes. stage. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and I thought he was really strong when he came in um, kind of towards the end when he had scenes with uh, Kyle MacLachlan. Mm-hmm. The yeah. two of them were very yeah. strong together in this movie. Agreed. I was curious in watching that, and I, I meant to look it up, um, if they had perhaps done like Shakespeare together before. Oh. I don't know. I can that do wouldn't it. surprise me. I'll, I'll be a producer for a second. Do a quick Google. <laughs> <laughs> they just seem to have that like comfort level with yeah. each other, and also with the dialogue mm-hmm. that made me think like, oh, they've been doing this since they were teenagers. And yeah, and I know, I know, Ethan Hawke has done Shakespeare before. Yeah, he's like done on. a lot of theater. Yeah. yeah. But, and then he also... Didn't he do something, did he do something with Vincent D'Onofrio? Like, did uh, he do... Oh, was Shakespeare with Vincent D'Onofrio? No, maybe not. No, I don't think so, but he did with, um, he did a PBS special about Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Um, he might have, I don't know if they did a stage Shakespeare together, maybe, I don't know. He and Vincent D'Onofrio are always doing stuff together. Yeah. Mm. A lot of, lot of law and order. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not really seeing anything about Kyle MacLachlan and Leah Schreiber except for this, and um, maybe Kyle MacLachlan did some Ray Donovan, but that oh, would have been yeah. way later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that show. I forgot about Ray Donovan. I haven't either, but I heard never it was good. It. it was on for a long time. That show and Bosch 
and billions mm. all bleed through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see the that. Can see that. between them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think my, my dad watches Bosch. It's yeah. like an L.A. detective okay. show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, not sure about Ray Donovan. He looks dark. Liev Schreiber. Yeah. yeah. I think it's mafia related. I watched the pilot on a plane whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. Didn't hook me enough. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Billions is just some rich people nonsense. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> people don't seem to like it as much as Succession, which mm-hmm. is some other rich people nonsense. Is yeah, Billions the one with Succession? Uh, Everyone's talking about it. I know, it. yeah. I feel yeah, like my I gotta mom's watch watching it. it. The theme and we have is the really first good. season on DVD here. Mm. I snapped it from work. <laughs> as soon as I saw it had Darcy from the Kira Knightley yeah. oh my version. God. Matthew McFadgen. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, sure, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> Even though I know he's not everyone's favorite Darcy, he was still great. Yeah, he's no, my he favorite Darcy. You just can't compete with Firth. Yeah. Sure. Um, who else? Oh, the guy from Sky High that glows in the dark is the cousin in, in Succession. Oh, my God, that's, I who, think that's who I think that's who that is. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Who was the cousin? Uh, the cousin in Succession. Uh, oh. He's the guy from Sky High that glows in the dark. Okay. Had the like, bleach I, blonde hair. I did not watch Sky High. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, thought, I, I thought we were talking about the cousin in Hamlet, and I got mm. confused. Because um, <laughs> no. you know what I do want to know is um, the guy who played Horatio, the Irish guy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was really hot. And mm-hmm. I was like, why hasn't he been in a bunch of stuff? Because <laughs> he kind he's of a novelist. Wait, I really? Him. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> this man is too handsome Who to is? not keep acting. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> he's got like the, the Tom Hardy lips. Like, what's yeah. going on? Um, he's an author. Okay. And I think he has done some more acting since then, but he... Not he's, a lot. He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like looked him up on IMDb. I was like, "There's not a lot here." <laughs> His name is Carl Geary. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Didn't know who he was until I watched this the other day. But yeah, I was like, "Who now. is this?" <laughs> uh, oh, he's been in some movies. Weird, so scary. I've, yeah, some weird, uh, like kind of like B-looking scary movies yeah. and uh, some. Yeah, I've never heard of, of any of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was a good. I thought he was a good actor. He did a good yeah, job. I think yeah. he did too. Yeah. Yes. Can I see him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I think Horatio is like one of the better characters from Hamlet in general. He seems Actually, to have his head screwed on right. Yeah, yeah. and not let his emotions get the best. Right. Of he's yeah. like the only level head of the yeah. entire play. Yeah, and he's a good bro. Yeah. yeah. And he's got Hamlet. this random girlfriend that's just yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's originally they're like the two like yeah. watch guards at the, of the tower, but they translated it to be like, are they like, like junkies that's like are in the building or something? I don't yeah. know. I don't really remember. Yeah, like, why they were there. The the impression I got of her was, he's the kind of friend who's like, yeah, I'll come over and hang, dude, and then he like shows up with his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, speaking of like watch guards. I loved how they translated, like, someone who would have been, like, a guard watching the outside of the castle to be the security guard. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really good. Yeah, one. I wanted more of that kind of yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is why we're doing a modern take on it. Right. Or, this is what's fun about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so the actress who plays the, the girlfriend, um, she's uh, her name is Paula Malcolmson, uh, and she's also in Ray Donovan. 
Wow. So they made some really oh. good connections together on Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. Leah was really networking. Yeah, he's really <laughs> up with all of them. Yeah. And the thing that I really recognize her from is the Hunger Games. She's Katniss's mom, who oh. like has two lines ever, but oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Good for her. Yeah. She's in Deadwood, so she's going to be in Deadwood the movie also. Or that already came out. I don't know what I'm talking about. I should know. That's like what I do for a living is know when things come out. <laughs> I wonder whose job that was. Yeah. That's me. Just sitting behind a computer. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about this movie because I feel like it's like Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know? We know the tale. Yeah. Like, yeah. his dad's dead. He sees his ghost daddy. Uh, you know, Played by Sam Shepard. Yeah. Okay, is Sam Shepard also a playwright or was I mixing him up with some other guy? Um, were you thinking? Sounds I think I was thinking of Shepard Fairey. No, no, no. Of, I, I think I... Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a Sam, playwright. Or yeah. some Shepard... A name Shepherd is like a yeah, playwright. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching it. I was like, oh. "Is this a guy who also wrote plays?" And then I was mostly remembering the fact that he plays Ryan Gosling's dad in The Notebook. And I was like, "That's interesting. <laughs> if he is a famous playwright, that he would agree to be in a movie like The Notebook." <laughs> and that's the whole reason I looked him up in the first place. I just know him because he like didn't he have an affair with Patty Smith? Oh really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he's a playwright for yeah, and also is in movies. That's pretty crazy that he's like been such a prolific playwright and also had so many acting roles at the same time in TV Mm -hmm. slash movies. That's cool. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of um, the life Ethan Hawke would probably want for himself if he could. Has he ever written any plays? Well, he's written four books. Oh yeah, that's right. What kind of books are they? Um, so he wrote, Fake I read books. The Hottest State, which was... Did <laughs> <laughs> you say cookbooks? Nina, I wasn't asking. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the way you asked the question, like, what kind of books are they? I was like, are they good books or bad books? <laughs> Thick books. <laughs> Stupid. You can write long-ass books. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Not that long. I don't think he's really written a long book. Are they, um, like, novels? or? Yeah, so he's written okay. two novels and then, like, one... Uh, that's kind of hard to describe, and then one graphic novel. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I read The Hottest State. I just, I finished that a while ago, actually, now. Nice. Um, yeah, it was good, and I'm, I'm not going to relate. I'm going to save talking about that until he also, mm. Ethan Hawke then made a movie based mm. on his own book and directed it. Oh, so, hell yeah. That's yeah. what you got to do to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. Write a book, sell it to yourself. <laughs> Get that money. Yeah, and yes. he plays the father in the movie, which is interesting because huh. I think the main character is like really strongly based on himself. So it's oh. going to be intense to see him play like, like basically his own father. Isn't that kind Shia of what Shia LaBeouf yeah. Yeah. yeah, Honey Boy. Yeah. I cannot wait to see Honey Boy. I watched that trailer several times because it's fascinating. Really mm-hmm. gives me goosebumps. Is that Noah Jupe in that movie? That, uh, oh, that the kid. Quiet place kid, yeah. 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 That's what he's from. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. That kid's gonna be a star. Make my words. <laughs> <laughs> it's already been in huge movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you my job is just knowing things that come out. And nice. uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, some kind of iconic things that happened in this uh, to be or not to be. That's mm. a big Hamlet thing. Yeah. Sure. Um, so in the that's 
Yeah, so he does that in the blockbuster, which is kind of an iconic scene. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've like seen it on Tumblr probably. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like f- five years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that was a very interesting choice to have him do that speech in a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because the, the blockbuster they... would not be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. When oh. they closed up, did they just mm-hmm. play that scene over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting the way that they cut that together because even before that blockbuster bit, um, they had kind of taken bits of that uh, soliloquy and put it into his uh, short film. Yeah. He was watching the yeah, tape back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like um, holding a gun yeah, to his head. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 He's such a sad boy. Oh, he's a sad boy. <laughs> so I'm going to film myself being sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel sorry for Hamlet. <laughs> I think, you know, everyone has to make that first short film that's like uh, yeah. yourself being sad yes. in black and white. Like cut together with images of like bombs and like yeah. a glass in the media. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Everyone's first. I feel like, I mean, I haven't seen American Beauty in a million years, but like, I feel like he was cut from the same cloth as that filmmaker guy in American Mm -hmm. Beauty, where he's just like filming a plastic bag. Yeah. (laughs) Everything is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And Katy Perry's like, I can use this. (laughs) (laughs) Is Katy Perry in American Beauty? No, no, she has a lyric. She's a lyric, yeah. Like a plastic bag, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they never made fun yeah. of her for it. It was like, it's a reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People just aren't, like, literary enough to understand Katy Perry. She's so deep. She is. You know, just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a Katy Perry poem? Love yeah. that song. Obsessed with that song. <laughs> I, I do like that song a lot. Like, grew on me. What song is it? Never really. It's over, doesn't doesn't mean it's really over. Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Never really over. Never really over. Oh, okay. All right. You were getting to it. I should have just. Yeah. Yeah. She rhymes over. Yeah, with, with over, over like fifty times. Over, over and again. over again. <laughs> I do love Katy Berry though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Teenage Dream. Really yeah. good. I do yeah. think that she should not have um, lost to that court case about the. Oh yeah. Pl- the oh, yeah. copyright. What song was it for? Uh, Oh, was it? Oh, it was for um, Dark Horse. Oh, that was also a good song. Yeah, I listened to that song a lot when I was in uh, college writing essays. I was in this really specific class that was a lot. Um, Who was suing her? Uh, I was a Christian rapper. So you play it over, the two songs over each other, and I guess it's like kind of some, but it's like, it's a beat. It's a beat. It's It's like, are you going to, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Are the, whoever it, came up with, you know, CGAF gonna like sue everyone that makes a song ever. Yeah. Like, it's also insane to me, absolutely insane to me, that these cases are decided by juries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they should be decided by like professional, yeah. like musicians. It's like, because you could just yeah. play anything over anything and be mm-hmm. like, oh, jurors, doesn't this sound like this? It's like, yeah, that sounds like that, man. Yeah. But it's like, they don't know what they're talking about, which is fine. Because, right. like, that, that's that's not their job. Yeah. Like, a jury's job is to decide, like, you know, did this person run this red light or whatever. Like, yeah. th- it's the knowledge required to understand that is so technical yeah. that, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be having juries decide it. And it's just, like, we've been marching in this direction, yeah. like, for for a few years now with, like, the Marvin Gaye, Robin Thicke mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, like the, the Marvin Gaye estate, they were even trying to sue T.I., for his verse, which is just like a rap, yeah, like he just raps in that song, mm-hmm. and he's like, like it's like, why is he being sued? He didn't, you yeah. know, 
It's just crazy because I feel like a lot of people are like willing to take the side of like, oh, I like Marvin Gaye and I don't like Robin Thicke, so this is fine. But it's like if you look at what it's actually doing to like music creativity, it's very bad. Yeah. It's very bad, I think, to to have these kinds of lawsuits. Also, I feel like every single song has been written at this point in a yeah. weird way. Like every variation on like notes and beats has like yeah. mm-hmm. been repeated over and over again that it's hard to come up with something entirely new anymore. Yeah. Stop yeah. making excuses for not writing. Katie, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just really busy. I'm like focusing on other stuff. Speaking of songs, your guys' uh, theme song from, from oh, the yeah. show is great. Yeah. We actually did write that. So. We did. <laughs> Yeah. So you yeah, have written you. a song. Yeah. And it's original. Yeah. yeah. And it's we fun. are being sued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's bound to happen. By the Bon Bon effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was real. It was fun. It was fun. We had the so we're not musicians. We had the help of like some very talented yes. friends. They composed. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and then did you sing over write it? The lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, those are our original voices. We <laughs> recorded yeah. it in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a it's a fun start to my Yeah. Thursday. <laughs> you guys come out on Thursday. We drop right? them on Thursday. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. I yeah. love that. I have a little um podcast guide to keep myself straight i like have a little spreadsheet that oh my god isn't that what i RSS have another friend for, who does right? that like has a schedule like mm-hmm. their podcast schedule yeah i mean they all come into my spotify once they come out too oh, okay. but like i just it helps me to visualize i've just i've just been trying to understand for like three years what the hell an rss feed is i still is. don't understand and that's what i thought it was if you use like a podcatcher i think and you're a podcatcher? what is that a podcatcher you it help us harbor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it catches the podcast you want. <laughs> um, I think a podcatcher is like an app that you can use. <laughs> I can't take that seriously. I'm sorry. Podcatcher. To um, it sounds like a B a B list horror movie that was yeah. the went straight to DVD. Just pulled his van up outside and caught a podcast that was wandering through people's backyards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, overcast is one. Oh yeah, I've and so that. yeah, it's it's a thing that you can use to um, listen to podcasts instead of using Apple Podcasts or Spotify or yeah. Anchor or whatever. It's uh, it'll collect from other places, like yes. most, mostly from Apple Podcasts. They just use that. But if there's something that you listen to that comes that has an RSS feed but that isn't on Apple Podcasts, you can use you that can RSS feed and put it into your podcatcher, right. and then it'll get it'll come through as the episodes right. come out. Wow. I think way back when the internet was still new. Mm-hmm. When Al Gore and, invented it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when podcasts were also like just becoming a thing, because it was like 2007 or something mm-hmm. when that like started becoming a thing. I remember one of my friend's older brothers, like <laughs> a white guy with long hair, like stereotypical podcast, like first podcast nerd, <laughs> was like explaining like, as we all look like this. But... Um, <laughs> He like explained to me what a podcast was for the first time, and he was like holding his iTunes. I, he was holding his iPod, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was like, "So an RSS feed is like." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You subscribe to it on your computer, and then it just 
shows up on your computer. It's like a subscription or whatever. And then I was just like, I don't understand. He's like, it's like the radio, <laughs> but it shows up over the internet. I was like, I don't understand. Weirdly, he also explained mansplaining. He too. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He also like drove a VW van and was like super into the Grateful Dead. So like, you mm-hmm. guys get it. Oh <laughs> this is your first love. No, nope. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> But yeah, I remember that description. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm never going to listen to podcasts. This is too complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Now here we are. (laughs) Still doesn't listen to them. Um, I had a math teacher who tried to give us our homework through an RSS feed. Like, uh, but Weird. it was like, yeah. So he had wow. a website where he posted the homework, and he's like, "Hey, you can just subscribe to the RSS feed and like have it come through to you." And I was like, "Or I can just check the website." Yeah, I think that's rude of him. We're just yeah. to do that to you guys. Course, like the good old days. <laughs> Christ. Way to yeah. make it more complicated. Print them shits out and give them to me. Yeah, he really wanted to teach like programming and computer science. Yeah. He didn't want to be a math teacher. Mm. That's what was going on. Oh. I see. Yeah. He's yeah. using his hacker knowledge to make RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I lost my interest in math was because he didn't really care about teaching math, so oh, then I didn't really yeah. learn math. Yeah. But you were still good at math, though. Mm-hmm. Good at math, yeah. What's <laughs> yeah, your guys' relationship with math? We've talked about math. We've talked about... I loved math up until algebra. Mm-hmm. And, or I mean, I, I love algebra. It just makes sense. It's, it's nice mm-hmm. and clean. But I did not have a great teacher Mm -hmm. in like around eighth grade Mm -hmm. nice guy but just like really didn't care anymore he had been teaching for a long time and so i that was the first time i ever failed a test because he and Mm. not to not to blame him but i was like a good student but i just wasn't whatever we needed to sort of bridge the gap between the homework and and Mm -hmm. what was in the textbook wasn't happening and after that i lost my taste for it I think and I never really got back into it even though I took it all through high school and then had that one stats class in college and I was like words it is forever (laughs) (laughs) words it is oh gosh yeah I was never like a great strong math student I always took like the lower level math in like high school but I did have a really good math teacher in high school my IB math teacher Mm. Miss Rail she was wonderful she like cared about us so much when we were she was like on the prom planning committee and so she would like tear up where she's like you guys you guys are gonna graduate where is she from she was was Zimbabwean which sounds very similar to like a New Zealand accent and she would just be like I'm so proud of you (laughs) she was just the sweetest but she was actually a really good math teacher and she like taught us like differentiation and some like calculus stuff yeah that's where I fell off and I was like wow like this is like the first time I actually am kind of enjoying math, but it was like towards the end of high school when I was already like, I'm going to major in film. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. this was fun, but goodbye. I'd rather do <laughs> goodbye, math. Than movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tough call. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're, you're a math person, a numbers person? Math um, wise? No, I mean, I was, uh, I was ahead in math. And so like in middle school, they kind of like, that was okay for me to be ahead in math because they 
tried to like encourage kids to you know be good at a subject if they mm-hmm. were good at it um but then when I got to high school I took a placement test and I was ahead but I was like one of two kids in the entire year that was ahead so it was kind of a weird place to mm-hmm. be in where I was with like, like all older kids mm-hmm. um and I was like just a little baby <laughs> and um then and that was the year that I had that teacher that really didn't want to teach math oh. uh, and so it kind of ruined it for me then the next year I was in pre-calculus and uh that I just didn't care anymore and I had a teacher who also didn't really care to teach <laughs> that year yeah. uh and so then I just started getting like C's in math which was really that's a bummer um, yeah, yeah it wasn't really like me but that was also the year I started smoking weed so. <laughs> <laughs> direct correlation nothing to, nothing do, with to do with it um yeah I don't have any cool excuses for not being good at <laughs> yeah. math I just wasn't good at math yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the next year I took AP Statistics, uh, just to, because I had to take one more math class, they wouldn't let me get out without, like, doing one more, even though some people got out of high school without even getting past algebra, and I was like, I'm, excuse me, yeah, yeah, Yeah. but, um, and so I was like, can't I just be done now, and they were like, no, you gotta do one more, so I took Mm. AP Statistics, because it was gonna be easier than Calculus, and, uh, Calc is tough. Yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. So then in AP Statistics, I also kind of coasted the whole year. I got, like, Cs, and then at the end of the year, I just, like, taught myself the whole book, and I got, like, a four on the AP exam. I was like, this See, is fine. Wow. Yeah, so I could do it if I applied yeah. myself, but I really had no interest in applying myself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, why I didn't get into Brown. It's fine. <laughs> then we never would have met. I know that's and true. And we wouldn't we be sitting here met. having this wonderful having experience. This Where'd you guys yeah. go to school? Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Oh, go yeah. banana slugs. I went cool. to Santa Cruz for the first time this summer, mm-hmm. and I loved it. That's very nice. I was very only nice. there for one night because, like, I I went there with a friend who needed to go to Stanford for like a grad interview or something. So mm-hmm. I was like, let's do a road trip out of it. So uh-huh. we drove to Stanford, then spent the night in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And we were like right by the boardwalk mm-hmm. where yeah. like all the were Neptune's what's it called Neptune's Kingdom, the Just the, the, the pier, the, there. the pier yeah. with yeah, all the yeah. like. Like, it looked like it hadn't been redone since the eighties. Yeah, it was just, yeah like, it's pretty 80s, maintained. Like Neptune's Kingdom, I think, is what it was called. It was like this big like domed ceiling with like a fake pirate ship and like fake pirates. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, very yeah. Disney-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, and I just loved it, and it was so weird. And I saw the movie Us like a month before that, yeah. where like all the oh, oh right, yeah, creepy there, stuff yeah, happens yeah. on the Santa yeah. Cruz boardwalk. Damn. So yeah, I was I like, to see that movie. I was yeah. there actually. Like, I don't know why, because it was a Friday night, and it was May, so, like, it's summertime, mm-hmm. but, like, no one was at the boardwalk, and, like, <laughs> a lot of this stuff was closed, because they have, like, rides and stuff, and all the rides were closed, and it was, like, Friday at, like, 6, and we were just wandering around, like, this is creepy, <laughs> and I loved it, and I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was nice there. I liked it while I was there, and then I left, and I'm glad that I left, but, yeah. Yeah. Feels yeah. like a good place for college, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then you have to leave at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a little bit like it's just a bubble. Homogenous. Yes. Yeah. A little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I I liked I studied film there. It was a good place to do that. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. The birds. The birds. Yes, I heard something like that happened down in Santa Cruz. That's a line from the birds. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because uh, Hitchcock lived. Like in Scotts Valley, which is basically Santa Cruz. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um. <laughs> this is all deeply related yeah, to Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, what else? Let's talk about uh, Julia Stiles' clothes. Oh, God. <laughs> I wrote, like, her giant jeans. Yeah, her jeans. I just kept yeah. writing. They're so big. What is going on with her jeans? Mm-hmm. She drowns in the fountain. And I was like, are we sure she did this on purpose? Or wasn't her <laughs> jeans that sunk just her to the ground? <laughs> that, would, that would explain it, because it was yeah. a very shallow... Yeah. You know. Yeah. It'd be hard, kind of hard to drown yourself in that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, I was thinking that also. Because you'd have to, like, really, like, hold yourself down. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, a f- two feet, maybe. It's, like, a, yeah, it's it's like a, a fountain, fountain at, like, a mall. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's the depth we're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, that's, like, even more impressive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess the jeans were necessary to the drowning. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was really interesting well, her jeans really big but she wore a lot of crop tops yeah. right and so there was this one scene where they try to like put a wire on her yeah. so that they could catch hamlet you know right. saying something right. crazy so they yeah, could commit yeah. him or whatever but um but she's but they're like putting this wire on her like below where the crop top ends and right. she's what kind of wearing a shirt over it but it's yeah, yeah it's not... you know i don't know it didn't feel like it made any sense right yeah. and then she just forgets about it when they start making out. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh shoot, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) But then in the next scene he sits right next to her when he plays his movies. I was like, I don't get this. I don't get this relationship that they have. I thought he was the most fun in that scene because he's like obviously very upset. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. also nervous for how it's going to be received by his mom and his uncle. And he's mad at Ophelia, but like is more flirtatious with her than he's ever been. Right, I was at like, the same what? Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like kind of almost to the point of like he's sort of messing with mm-hmm. her. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't care about That's you true. anymore. Way I'm just gonna toy with you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then also that scene was really interesting because the whole movie was set up so that it shows. You know, he basically recreates the way that his uncle murdered his father mm-hmm. um, so that he can catch Claudius's reaction. Um, I thought that was that was a good trick way to show that. Yeah. 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 I did think it was funny that Hamlet was just staring uh, Claudius down the whole time, yeah. just being mm-hmm. like, do you get it? <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> <trying> you. <laughs> <laughs> Subtlety is not his forte. No. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, but no. I enjoyed that. Um, also, going back to Julia Stiles' style, yeah. mm-hmm. her little tiny braids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah she has some braids. interesting hair yeah, choices. Yeah. And then wasn't and then it in the screening, she does like, the weird cornrows where like, yeah, they were yeah. like, waving and curving mm-hmm. around. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, have you seen Save the Last Dance? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it made me think of that a lot. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I think I, I was like, God. The er, like the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, since it was right on the cusp, I'm calling it Y2K. Yeah. Just like that Y2K cusp culture mm-hmm. of just like white people and their weird cultural appropriation. Yeah. And then just like the awful fashion sense of that time period. Yeah. It's just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, going back to that blockbuster scene, mm-hmm. my this one thought that I had, which is like so nerdy, is like, how did they clear all of that video cover art? Like, yeah. did they have to like oh. pay every like every single company that owned all of the 
those movies that were in the blockbuster or maybe because it's blockbuster like blockbuster was like if you feature us we'll just front it all or something like that Mm. i don't know or they could all be i forget what studio did hamlet but they could all just be from that that's true yeah yeah. if it's all from the same studio yeah they would just had to like really although there were definitely some in he was walking through the action aisle and i noticed there were definitely some like incorrect movies Uh. no there were real movies in there but there were some that should not have been organized in that section. Oh, so really? I, yeah. So I did also think like maybe <laughs> they. That um, is very nerdy. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna notice when something's in the wrong section of the video store. That's like what I did when I was a kid and I was bored waiting for my dad to like pick out a movies or whatever at Hollywood Video mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Um, but I just like put things back where they should be. <laughs> I love that. And I there was that big deep impact poster. Yeah. And then was that oh, also yeah. the movie that they were showing on the TVs? I, I've never seen Deep Impact. I haven't but there was like a fiery explosive mm-hmm. movie playing. Yeah, Maybe. on his TV in his room, right? Well I, I was trying to figure out what movie that was. I was thinking in the blockbuster okay. there was a movie playing, but it also looked very similar to what had been in his room. Yeah. Uh but I wasn't sure if it was perhaps Deep Impact. Mm-hmm. No way of knowing. No yeah. way of knowing. No way of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, yeah. Yes. Have you guys seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. That's maybe my favorite Hamlet content. It's great. Yeah. I I'm never got it. to experience it. It's uh, Tim Roth and Gary Oldman just being no goofy. Movie. Yeah. It's, oh, well, it's like a romp. Them. It's great. I remember everyone mm-hmm. being obsessed with that play, and I think I tried reading the play, but I don't remember it mm-hmm. at all. But I remember thinking it sounded cool i believe we watched it after reading hamlet Uh, at school mm -hmm. we definitely read it in high school we read hamlet then we read rosencrantz and gilden starter dead and then we watched it and i Mm -hmm. remember it made made me like hamlet made me like hamlet so much more yeah yeah because i wasn't super into it and then we did that and it was fun Hmm. it's basically fanfic yeah cool yeah but um rosencrantz and gildenstern in this movie are played by steve zahn uh-huh. uh who we love from the ethan hawk cinematic universe <laughs> um and deccan thurman who is the brother of uma oh really exactly like her mm-hmm. i did not know that yeah okay. yeah okay. so that's that's a fun connection hmm. um, yeah. we love seeing a seeing a thurman yeah. <laughs> love so a therm they were married at this point um, they were definitely together. I don't know if they were married yet because I think they maybe got married closer to when they did tape, which is mm. a little after this. Mm. Okay. But I'm not sure. I can't say. I'm trying not to get too deep into their personal life. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, they were. I think they got together when they did Gattaca and then maybe married closer to tape. Cool. So, yep. yep. But anyway, Steve Zahn is cool. He's in yeah. Reality Bites. He's yeah, so funny. He's fun. And he's gonna be in. Uh, oh, I just watched Tall Girl last night. He's the oh, dad in Tall Girl. Is, that a, is, is he really? Yeah. Is that a movie or a show? It's I a can't movie. figure out what it is. Okay. It's like one of those algorithm Netflix teen yes. movies. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like I'm tall. <laughs> yeah. It's so awkward. Tall yeah. Girl's dad. Yeah. Which is but funny because no, her parents are both much shorter than oh, her. Okay. Like That's almost a foot it. shorter than her. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He tries to be. He was like he was good in it. His character's kind of an asshole, but he mm-hmm. was good in it. Like he tries to be a supportive dad, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't know how to be supportive of his really tall daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard it's thing to be supportive. They don't about. prepare you for. Yeah. Oh. Um. But in the end, there's they have a nice moment towards mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm a Steve Zahn fan. He's also going to be in the Good Lord Bird, which is an upcoming Ethan Hawke project. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up on Showtime in the winter or spring. 
Awesome. I'm really excited about that. The winter or spring? I'm not sure when it's coming out. They're filming it right now in Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the South. We Uh, talked about him in You've Got Mail. Oh, yeah, he's in You've Got yeah, Mail. I haven't yeah. seen that movie in a million years, but I feel like I've lived it because, like, Rachel did, like, four episodes oh, yeah. about it on her channel. <laughs> she had the Tom Hanks episode and then two You've Got Mail episodes yeah. and then, like, a 90s wrap-up episode. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you guys. So I feel like I've gotten a lot of You've Got Mail content. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Did yeah, you guys ever it. watch the movie Riding in Cars with Boys that had Drew Barrymore? No, no but I, I'm familiar. That movie really stuck with me when I saw it because I was so young but it was like uh, it's like an anti-rom-com because it's like it's Drew Barrymore but it's told by her older self like as she's like written a book mm-hmm. but she she like and it takes place in like the 50s where oh, she really? yeah it's like a period piece technically I didn't know that but she like it's like her and her best friend who I can't remember who her best friend is in this movie but it's like mostly about their friendship and like how they grow over the ages but um she ends up getting knocked up with like the guy she's dating at the time who I think is played by Steve Zahn or Zahn and like they have this child and she's like kind of a terrible mom because she resents her kid the whole time because she's like this is the reason she's like stuck in her life or whatever but like the movie is basically like the memoir of that and I think it's based off of a book but anyway Steve Zahn is the love interest in that and he's like a lovable goof of like like kind of like just like a child like a dumb dad who's like trying to figure it out and like loves her but she's just like i hate you (laughs) steve's on and drew barrymore i imagine they would be really good together it was a good movie i mean i haven't seen it in years but like i remember it really stuck with me because i don't think i had like seen a story like that yet and Mm -hmm. i was like oh no this is something that could happen to me (laughs) (laughs) i can't ride in cars with boys (laughs) how do we feel about polonius I don't worry. I thought it was kind of weird. I thought it was yeah, like a weird casting was... choice, and I thought he had. I a thought weird his acting was weird. Yeah. yeah. I thought he felt my. I don't know if this is me just being a super harsh critic of it. I thought he felt uncomfortable with yeah. the yeah. content, or yeah. not the content, but just like with the material. Yeah. And uh, was struggling. Yeah. That, yeah. That's like my honest take on it. I yeah. don't know if it was a conscious choice, but it seemed like. He yeah. was having a hard time yeah, remembering. Like, there, was a, <laughs> there was a specific scene I was thinking of where he's talking to Julie Stiles and she's, and you see him, You look. the camera's looking at him mm. and she's talking to him, she's telling him. And between, when she's talking, like between their lines while he's waiting to do his line, it looks like he's waiting to do his line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it looks, he like, he like looks up and down like in in a way that makes it seem like he's thinking yeah about yeah. what he wants to say but not in like a performance way in like a, <laughs> he's thinking about what his lines are yeah i thought it was a yeah. weird performance i don't think it was very very good yeah i also thought he did a lot more um i don't really know how to explain this but like acting like physical like body acting yeah. in order to kind of convey what he's saying so like when he's talking to Laertes, he does like a kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. pat on the shoulder, like, you know, I am giving you fatherly advice right, right now, and I'm going to do an action to show you that I'm doing that yeah. so yeah. that you don't have to think about the Shakespeare words I'm saying so much. And when he ties her shoes, I was mm-hmm. like, that was an acting choice. That yeah. I, that again, I feel like is similar to what you were just saying. Yeah. I. 
I usually love seeing traditionally comedic actors take on a dramatic role. Yeah. And so, like, I wanted to be, like, into this, but I agree with you guys. It seems sort of like, I don't know. He didn't have a, a command of all of it. Yeah. And also, just, like, knowing Bill Murray and how sometimes he, like, agrees to do roles. Because, like, he has a phone. He has an answering machine, and you call this one line. He doesn't have an agent. And then right, call yeah, you back yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he was like, all right, I'll do Shakespeare. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like, that's kind of the attitude I yeah. got from this. Yeah. yeah. Did I see him on a bus for an NBC show? Oh, I oh, thought Kyle you meant McLaughlin you were on... Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Oh. I thought you meant you were on the bus. And yeah, you I was like, Katie, I don't know if you saw him on a bus. We're not you. <laughs> Guys, I saw a ghost. Uh, uh, well, oh Kyle McLaughlin's going to be in Carol's second act on CBS. Oh, yeah. interesting. We used to work on the middle. Yeah. Mm, nice. With Patricia, mm. Patricia Heaton. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I don't know about Bill Murray, though. I don't you were saying you too. thought you saw him on a bus? I thought I saw it. His, an advertisement featuring him on a bus for an NBC sitcom. Could it have been but Bradley Whitford? Yeah, for the choir show. Yeah, that has Perfect a Harmony. AKA it was my really crazy tagline. I'm gonna. It's gonna be my favorite show. I know it. That is so funny. It was definitely Bradley Whitford. I, he I only has caught Bill a Murray glimpse, hair. glimpse of it yeah. before it like went away, and I was like, "There's no way Bill Murray agreed no. to be in a sitcom." But yeah. I was like driving, and I was like, "Wait." Thank you for clearing that up for me. Love Bradley Whitford. Whitford, yeah. I'll watch. Love yeah. him so much. Bradley Whitford would have been great as Polonius. He, he might have been, yeah. <laughs> I think so. He would have killed yeah. it. Because yeah. that's the other thing. Is like, I could see I him remember... being Julia Stiles' dad, too. And he can deliver a monologue. You can have grade him up, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, like Chris Cooper in The Great Expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is super nerdy, but oops, sorry. Um, this is super nerdy, but like when I w- would read Shakespeare, I'd be like, which which character would I play? And like I always wanted to play like the male like funny roles, mm-hmm. and so I was like, mm-hmm. I would like want to play Polonius. Like that's the character in Hamlet that I would have wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like there's a way you can read it where he is a lot more funny and bumbling Mm -hmm. and like that's what I expected to see Bill Murray do and it was like a lot more like steady which could be the directing because the whole movie was very serious so Uh like maybe he wasn't able to do that as much as he would have wanted but Mm -hmm. I was surprised also that he wasn't like that much comic relief in this yeah yeah Yeah. I don't yeah I'm trying to remember it like I don't know is he just supposed to be, like, a little naive in the play? I can't remember. No, I can't really remember either. I, like, remember there's, like, a couple scenes where he's just sort of, like, I don't know. He's just a flawed dad, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you can play that for laughs. <laughs> when it's you playing it, yes. I play real good flawed dads in improv <laughs> scenes, guys. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, so Bradley Whitford's choir show. Oh, yeah, what's the tag? Perfect Harmony, It's yeah. called Perfect Harmony, and in the, like, posters for it, the tagline is, he needs them, and they need him, H-I-M-N. Yes. They need him. Wow. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Have you guys seen Joyful Noise? No. Oh, man, that's almost a perfect movie, I think. I've heard it's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's with, who's Queen Latifah yeah, and Dolly. Did I make you watch the movie? No, were, I don't like, know. But I, to... I, I'm vaguely aware of just Queen Latifah's oh, career. Oh, you know what I made? Uh, I made his sister watch it one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, it, it's so good. It's like Queen Latifah and Dolly Parton and Kiki Palmer and uh, Jordan. What's his name? Did I watch this? Yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, That's like quite the cast. Yeah, well, yeah, Jordan. What's his name? What is it from the last five years and no, all of Broadway? You always, and, you always yeah, look at me, know, and it's just I'm never sorry. gonna be. I can picture him. Jeremy Jordan. No. Yeah. Yeah, sorry? and he's on. Supergirl, you keep looking right? at me. <laughs> I don't know uh, who this Supergirl? is. <laughs> Yes, Supergirl. Yeah. 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 So, anyway. Yep. That's uh, Woodwreck. Nine out of ten. Joyful Ooh. noise. Yeah. Joyful noise. If, if no you're, way. like, interested at all in uh, musicals or gospel or anything like that. I like that. musicals. Or Dolly yeah. Parton or Queen Latifah. And I love Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, She's great. Speaking of music, uh, the score did yeah. you guys clock who who composed the score for this i did not okay so i recognized it right away who it was because it's carter burwell who did uh-huh. the score for twilight oh my god oh what? my god and there are parts of the score that sounded identical <gasps> to like music pieces from twilight that's um, fascinating he's got I wanted the to... corner on brooding teens mm-hmm yeah, I really wanted to like pull specific clips, but it's really hard to get the Twilight score. Mm. But the Hamlet score is on Spotify, so I'm just gonna pay, play a real quick snippet, and then I don't know, maybe I'll cut it in, but just so that you guys can hear it. And then when you hear this, just like really imagine Bella and Edward are like up in a tree, mm. or they're like on a mountain. He's watching her sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those I can already, I can already see the, like, pine trees. Specifically that, uh, like, it's exactly the same. And, uh... Aerial shots Forks, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Forks. Uh, the the hosts of another bite of Twilight are in Forks right now at a Twilight convention. That's a fun Twilight podcast. If that's something, buddy. what's it called? Another bite of Twilight. Oh, no. That's, that's so yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> they're in Forks. They're in research. Forks for a Twilight convention right now, mm. oh, and a lot of God. the actors, not the main cast, but like the secondary cast, sure. a lot of them are there. All the so. werewolves. That's great. Yeah, uh, basically. And, and backup vampires. <laughs> backup <Yeah>. vampires. <laughs> New band name. Yeah, backup vamps. Yeah. <laughs> and I just saw Miss um, Purple, which was directed by Justin Sean, who plays Eric in Twilight. And he was, uh, they did a Q&A at the end, and he was, like, uh, Skyped in or FaceTime. FaceTime. I'm so old. He FaceTimed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Twilight connections all around. But, yeah, I just was really struck by how much the score was the same. It was kind of like when, so, like, I think the Pirates of the Caribbean score, uh, Hans Zimmer, was like really felt really iconic to mm. me because I was, uh, you know, kind of young when the first one came out. And then later, after the fact, I saw Gladiator, which did come out before, but I just didn't watch it until way later. And the Gladiator and Pirates of the Caribbean so- soundtracks are like almost exactly oh, really? the same. Also, mm. yeah, they really so. pump you up. They do. Yeah. They get you going. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's interesting to, like, see what a composer will, like, carry through to different movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way about Little Women and How to Make an American Quilt, <laughs> which is another Winona Ryder movie from the 90s that's not mm-hmm. as good as Little Women from the 90s. But it's the same composer, Thomas Newman, 
and oh, literally almost exactly the same score. <laughs> yeah. But the Little Women score, wow, that like really swells my heart in a way that mm-hmm. I can't. He did Revolutionary Road too, did I think, he? which mm-hmm. is like just such a devastating score. It's I so never good. saw it. Oh my gosh, it's a devastating movie. It's so good. Then I will have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, if I want to cry. Be, if you want to be really upset yeah. about a like a you know beautiful white couple in the sixties, <laughs> <laughs> I could use a good. Cry. And it's Leo and Kate together again. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Old pals. Now, old pals. Yeah. Uh, they're so good together. Yeah. I'm saving all my marriage turmoil for a marriage story. Oh my god! I can't mm-hmm. wait to be devastated by that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm devastated by the trailer. <sighs> Oh my god, the trailer. I've rewatched both of those trailers. Who's in that again? It's Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, I have problems with her, but I still want to see that movie. I loved Blue Valentine, oh, and I feel I like that Valentine. it's like capturing the same kind of es- essence as um Oh yeah, it seems like marriage it. story. I was just remembering a very funny tweet I saw the other day where it was like Congratulations to Bowen Yang, and it was a picture of Scarlett Johansson. Oh my god! Wow, Scarlett keeps disappointing us all. Um, That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, she really. uh, Yeah. I'm a big fan of the movie Under the Skin. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Oh, is that the one where she's like a weird Scottish alien? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You nailed it. So it's it is it is a little bit. Yeah, she's still a good actress. What, what can yeah, you say? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of problematic faves, yeah, Claudius. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Wait, who plays Cla- Claudius? Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So. After that uh, whole thing where he sees the movie, um, Ethan Hawke, like I don't know, tips like tips the driver so that he could t- switch places with him, and he's so he's driving Kyle MacLachlan's car, um, and so he's like planning I think to take him and kill him somewhere, but he mm. can't really do it. He pulls over and he's pointing the gun at Kyle MacLachlan while Kyle MacLachlan's like soliloquizing yeah. about uh, you know yeah um, murder about yeah about what he did <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, but then Hamlet just like can't go through with it, and he puts the gun away, and he just like leaves the car. And Claudius <laughs> like, does not notice. Yeah, yeah. At all. And it's fucking um, uh, Times Square, so yeah. like so, I feel like you got to keep the traffic moving. Yeah, but also the other thing I noticed was it didn't say the Lion King on top, but it was that Lion King font, and it said the be- uh, what did it say? Uh, the best show of the year, and it was yeah. just such so uh, from that time. I, think I, I saw the Lion King at the Pantages in like two thousand, two thousand one. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it was just very felt really grounded in that time yeah oh like the play the play oh okay we drove to denver to see it as a class wow like theater something yeah yeah it was amazing wild i've never seen it (laughs) it's it's cool It's, it's i don't know i didn't see the live action lion king but i imagine it's more exciting than that (laughs) the costumes were like sets i remember being yeah spectacular Mm -hmm. They're very original. Yeah. Um, I Back to the car thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is Kyle going to realize that the car is not moving anymore? Like, yeah. how did he get out? How did he get home? And then also, like, th- that time when Ethan Hawke 
goes into his office to try to shoot him that right. one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like yeah. walks by his secretary and he's clearly holding a yeah. gun and yeah. no one does anything about it. And then he leaves and I'm just like, Man. And also was talking to Polonius yeah. while holding the gun stuffed inside his jacket. I was just like, mm-hmm. man, he can get away with anything. Yeah. And and even when he murders Polonius, obviously it's based off of the play, but in the modern context, I just thought it was interesting that it was just like, okay, we'll like get rid of the body and like you're not going to have to deal with like court or anything like that. And then um when Laertes comes back, like he clearly knows that he murdered mm-hmm. Polonius, and he's like, "Okay, let's settle this with a fencing duel, <laughs> where yeah. neither of us is supposed to die because it's fencing." Mm-hmm. It was, but it, was it is on a rooftop. It is. I on thought rooftop. someone yeah. was gonna yeah. fall yeah. off yeah. the roof. Uh, check out yeah. rooftop, but they were, man. They had harnesses. <laughs> they had safety yeah. harnesses. That's true. I think those were for like for the sensors. Oh, for oh, the, right, right, right. Because they had like an electronic sensor yeah. when you hit them and then it buzzes. Crazy. I think you that's took, what that you was. You took fencing. How did you feel about the? fencing performance yeah. in this movie it was it was a while i took i did fencing a while ago. also we it was just like a fencing class in college so it's not like we had those like sensors right. we were just like we would just say when we got stabbed you know what i mean yeah. like so and weirdly, it's an honor you code never got yeah. stabbed yeah. what <laughs> i said and weirdly you never got stabbed <laughs> um no but fencing is fun yeah oh how do i feel about it? uh it seems like real fencing i guess i yeah. don't know mm-hmm. i don't remember it's been a few years mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I yeah. remember you and Ian used to just like watch uh, fencing videos. It was like really nerdy. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> did. He he did epic because he thought it was hot shit. But I did foil, a little more traditional. <laughs> what do they do in the Parent Trap? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this. I remember they had little round balls at the end yeah. of the fencing sticks. I think this was foil. <laughs> I think this is foil. Fencing sticks. Yeah. Fo- so foil is like you have like a specific target and it's here. Oh, and they okay. use a different kind of, each one has a different kind of sword. And then epe, you can do uh, like legs and torso and mm. arms and stuff. Mm. So it's a wider, you have a wider target range. And then saber is, you can slash which is just it's it's just saber is just madness you just swing your sword wildly and then something happens (laughs) um but yeah based Uh, off of my mm. memories of parent trap it seems like it was foil yeah Yeah. i would say so hallie annie annie hallie that seems so good (laughs) so good i have that that's like one of the only movies i have saved on my computer it's the parent (laughs) trap 1998 it makes me feel good um Janice from Friends, right? Playing their counselor. Wasn't that her? Oh, was, oh, it? was it? I think so. I don't, I don't remember. I don't have good friends knowledge, yeah, me unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta choose Ethan Hawke or Friends. They yeah. Don't let you have both in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of memory to take up. Yeah. There's 10 seasons of Friends and 80 yeah. credits of Ethan Hawke. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Translates. Yeah. It's all 90s. Yeah, all nineties. All nineties. Oh, beyond that, yeah, decade. nothing. <laughs> this is the last movie that Ethan Hawke ever did. We're ending the podcast right here. <laughs> if ever there was a career ender, <laughs> could have been this. Who knows? Everything dies, even your career. No. Hamlet. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hamlet disposes of Polonius's body in the worst way. Oh my oh god. Like he's when after he shoots him, he's like dragging the body through the entire building. There's just like yeah. a, like a trail of blood everywhere. It yeah. Because he shoots him in the head. Yeah. 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 He oh, knows so he's blood. rich and above the rules. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Again, you have you don't have my sympathies, Hamlet. No. Nope. But it was an accident. He didn't know he was. Yeah. There. Right. That's true. Yeah. 
he but he doesn't seem to have much remorse closet. for it at all. Yeah, which is yeah, like yeah, what yeah, I didn't yeah. like. That's true. That's true. He's that's like, true. it's a necessary casualty in this whole revenge yeah. plot. Yeah. yeah, I was kind of wondering if like Hamlet and this was supposed to like actually be like a little. I don't know, like mentally ill or mm. something. Like if there was some, because mm. there's a lot of like stuff that's just going on in his head. Like a lot of um, right. of his of his uh, monologues are actually just happening in his head, his or madness. they're just on his on, in right. his movies. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, there was some other things too. And his mom kind of, and doesn't he, see the ghost, but he mm-hmm. does. Yeah. So that also, I was wondering. But then the other people saw the ghost, so yeah, I, don't know I don't know what the rules are there. Yeah. She was right. very good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was trying to remember uh, not to get into critique of Shakespeare because I would <laughs> never, but um, like to me it felt like there. Seeing it in this modern context, I was like even more aware of like how little people had realistic reactions mm-hmm. to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, starting with Hamlet, like being so brooding and upset over the death of his father, which it's like only natural to be upset mm-hmm. over that kind of tragedy, especially if you suspect foul play. But like Ophelia never verbally reacted a lot of times when she yeah. was like totally being taken advantage of in scenes. And it, uh, the only reaction to me that felt like true to what was happening in the moment was when Laertes was like, uh, you murdered my sister and was like mm-hmm. actually right. upset about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I wondered if that was like part of Shakespeare's plan in this was just like we're living in this wacko world where people are not having rational reactions to anything. But Laertes is like yeah. a little more removed because he's gone for a lot of the play yeah. in the movie. And so he is able to have a more standard reaction than mm-hmm. anyone else to anything yeah. in it. Yeah, and I guess that would also be true yeah. of Hamlet, though, because Hamlet was away, and that's where the play starts, is, like, he mm. comes back. So yeah. maybe his reactions are, like, you know, like, similar to Laertes. Like, he's actually reacting, unlike... Yeah, yeah. but slowly loses it as yeah. he's trapped in that world. Yeah, Denmark is a poisonous mm. place for everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, yeah, uh, I think highlights from the rest of the movie. Tim Blake Nelson is a flight attendant on the plane that Hamlet's on. Uh, they tried to send Hamlet out of town because, you know, he murdered someone. Um, and uh, Casey Affleck is Fortinbras, but he doesn't have any lines. He's just like a photo on the news. Yeah. I noticed that. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, just have so weird. Any, like, did they waste more money on, on having Casey just, Affleck? Yeah. Wasn't it very famous he back wasn't. then? Yeah. No, he would have been just like Ben Affleck's brother in Goodwill Hunting just yeah. two years before. But yeah. that's kind of it, yeah. you know? I don't know if he really had too much of a, a career mm-hmm. at that point, but I don't know. I feel like, yeah. You know. um, yeah, oh, and then there's an event at the Guggenheim, and this is when Ophelia's still alive, and she makes a big scene. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked that it was at the Guggenheim. It's yeah. just like yeah. such a beautiful place to have yeah. a, a scene of a movie. Um, yeah, and then I said mild incest vibes with Ophelia and Laertes. Yeah, that Jesus. That was a lot during that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and there's a floppy disk. <laughs> um, what was on the floppy disk? It was like the hit to have him <laughs> murdered. Was yeah, written it said on that a his head should disc? be struck off. Yes. Um, but then he like I guess puts the floppy disk in and he like you know changes the mm-hmm. the order. 
which was funny. <laughs> Love technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between the blockbuster and the floppy disk, it's yeah. uh, really relatable. Yeah. yeah. It is stuck in a time. Um, I wonder how people will feel about like movies in the future where they see like text bubbles and things like that. Oh, yeah. Like if that will mm. really date so stuff. Much of that, yeah. Oh, yeah. they don't just have them piped directly into their brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Because I just watched um, Skam, which is a Norwegian teen drama. Oh. And they do a lot of texting on that show, and so much of everything is just huh. through text conversation. Yeah. So. I mean, like, you see that sometimes, but I feel like especially on things where that's so much of the communication, like, I feel like that's going to get dated Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. I bet. Yeah. You won't know what the blue versus the green means. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was reading a thing about teens that they use Google Documents to talk in class now. Crazy. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. So resourceful, these teens. Smart kids. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I would totally do that because then you can just erase it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but then there's like no notes you can keep, like all the physical notes that people would. And you don't have the write. thrill of being like, pass this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, and I used to love like folding them a special way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I used to do that where you like fold it into its own envelope. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't passing notes. You, like pull mm-hmm. tab. Yeah. <laughs> um. I asked someone out that way as an adult, like as a cute thing. That's so cute. We were already dating, but we we had worked together, and I just like wrote a little note, like, "Will you go out with me tonight?" Like, yes, no, maybe. (laughs) Cute. Wow, that's that's cute. 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 Said yes. Good. Um. Yeah. Oh, and then basically everyone does. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That was like such an insane scene like i i knew that it was coming because it's you know how hamlet ends and it's how we got hamlet too yeah uh but um yeah it's very a lot it all happened so fast yeah they're just like all dead in two minutes Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just fencing and then all of a sudden like he pulls a gun well uh before that um kyle mclaughlin's gonna poison hamlet Yeah, uh, and so then, and so he tries to get him, but then Gertrude realizes what's going on, and she drinks it, and then she yeah, dies, yeah. and then. But also, she could just pour out the glass, you know. Yeah. Everyone is so overly dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I love that she doesn't die instantly yeah. either from the poison. She just kind of like covers her mouth for a while. She's just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like we need like bad sushi or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like she's got the burps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it, everything was so melodramatic, and mm-hmm. no one could cope, and then they're just all gone. Yeah, all of them are what's going to happen to Denmark Corporation? I don't know. It's too big to fail. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Bail out. Denmark, too big to fail. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Hamlet dies, and there's some black and white footage of him remembering the events of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What did you guys think of that um, technique of him him being a filmmaker and like using his own video footage for a lot of his monologues um i think it was okay one problem that i have a lot with movies where people are like artists of any kind Mm -hmm. is that what they're creating is never really that good so like rent is a pretty good example of that where like Mm -hmm. uh you know um 
Roger has been working on this song all year, and it's supposed oh to be God, the best so song of all time, and it's uh, Your Eyes. It's the worst um, song. You know, and same with Mark. Like, his uh, his movie is yeah. supposed to be this, like, genius documentary, but then it's just kind of, like, trash spliced together. Right. Um, no offense to the the great people of Rent. I love Rent, but mm-hmm. it's uh, they don't make anything good at the end. I literally and, fast forward through your song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was kind of okay, though, because I didn't think he was supposed to be good. Right. Yeah, so true. I didn't mind it so much in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. it seems like he was going for the shock value yeah. a little bit when he was showing it at the... Yeah, like, he just had taken a film class and seen, like, a, you know, um, Strike by Eisenstein. He's like, yes, I need to cut this this. <laughs> yeah. And then it'll, you know, create synthesis and they'll understand me. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree, and I, I also think, like, in the modern version of it, it like, it was just so self-serious. And, it, mm-hmm. like, we talked about it already. You have to be for this movie. But it was almost, like, to the point of where there had to be some sort of joke to, like, cut it a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and the fact that it's all digital, too. It's so it's, like, grainy and digital. Yeah. 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 It does not age well. Yeah. yeah. Technology-wise at all. Yeah. yeah. But it got his thoughts across. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, Jonathan, do you have something to share with us? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, talk facts, you know. I was just thinking, like, Shakespeare and Hawks, and apparently it's, like, a thing, you know? There's there's, oh. there's references to oh. to uh, birds frequently in mm-hmm. Shakespeare plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I just pulled up some stuff. Uh, this is from Politic Worm. Uh, Shakespeare and Hawking Shakespeare loved birds Um, (laughs) there's this entire book that this person references about uh, okay so the book is called Shakespeare's Imagery and I think there's an entire chapter on on birds Mm -hmm. Um, he has more images of writing and of bird snaring and falconry than any other forms of outdoor sport and in both these groups uh there's evidence of personal experience so Mm -hmm. basically that he kind of knew what he was talking about when it came to um to birds like falconry and all that stuff um yeah and there was a blog Mm -hmm. the birds of shakespeare and it was it was i don't remember what the name See if I... it's like humans it was video. birds of bard that was the name of the blog birds, birds of, of bard. bard on blogspot and sadly it's not there Aww. anymore so there's this person that had an entire blog dedicated to mm-hmm. to birds and i think one of the big ones that shakespeare talks about is is hawks or using I, I think a lot of the times like people would use hawk interchangeably with like falcon and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um but because they are similar and you can like do falconry with hawks or with falcons so um, many have noted Shakespeare's fondness for the metaphor that compares a fickle woman to a haggard hawk. It appears in Othello, Much Ado, and most notably Taming of the Shrew. Mm. Um, and yeah, so basically he uses references to, to hawking, falconry, all that sort of stuff fairly frequently. So there you go. 
Well, Othello and um, Taming of the Shrew both have the contemporary Julia Stiles remakes as well. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fun. Othello is Mackay Pfeiffer and Julia Stiles, and oh, Taming of the Shrew is 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love thinking that to someone, William Shakespeare was like, oh, old... Weird bird Bill <laughs> has a new play <laughs> coming out. She gonna talk about birds again in it? Probably. That guy yeah. got he's gotta figure out some other metaphors. <laughs> um, yeah, and he makes a reference to in Macbeth there's a line uh one fell swoop and I guess that's kind of where that um yeah. Expression comes from. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. so there you go. Fell swoop. Fell swoop? I think it's fell swoop. Fell oh, space swoop. Oh, I thought swoop. you said foul. And, but like, <laughs> no, one, one yeah. fell yeah. swoop. Oh, I see. Yeah. But I think the swooping part still has to do with birds. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. just trying to make it even more birdie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like that tablet. Does it connect to a keyboard? This Oh, it's 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 a Chromebook. It's like a tablet. That's cool. And a laptop. That's, That's cool. pretty sweet. Yeah. I like that. Living that Chromebook lifestyle now. Jealous. Living cool. that Chromebook life. Yeah. You have that too? No. Oh. I did borrow a Chromebook once from a friend. When your when my laptop... computer just imploded. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. And I couldn't get it fixed for months. Just months and months of trying Jeez. to get it. You had a time of it. I had a serious time of it. It was under warranty, so I kept hoping they'd just like send me a new one. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I like dealt with anyway. But they just kept trying to fix it. They kept trying to fix it, go. sending it back, and it wasn't actually fixed. And I was just like, you guys, <laughs> how many times do I have to do this? <laughs> Uh, the New York Times really liked this. Who reviewed this? Let's see. Oh, Elvis Mitchell, someone that's new to us. Oh, he has oh, a yeah. show on KCRW. Oh, nice. He's great, yeah. Oh, yeah. I um, what is this show called? I don't know. He, he, has a, he has a show about movies on KCRW, and he, like, interviews people. Um, but, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was really into it. Um, he uh, applauded Bill Murray, actually. and. Interesting. Um, uh, what's her name? Verona, who plays Venora, um, who plays Gertrude. Um, I I liked her a lot. Yeah, yeah she's good. Um, also, Kyle McLaughlin, and then kind of is a little critical of Ethan Hawke, not really for like because it's his fault, but because of just like the way the character is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he says. But this Hamlet wearing knit caps that make him look like a lost <laughs> member of the Spin Doctors is inspired in an arrested adolescence that infantilizes him. And he also says, uh, Mr. Hawk's moping slows things down too much. Wow. Um, and a clip from James, a James Dean movie playing behind him emphasizes his self-pitying aspect. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. So. Um, yeah. And... Oh, yeah. Also, he noted that Julia Stiles seemed uh, like weirdly immature. Um, and then there's an, uh, another review from Variety by Dennis Harvey. Um, so there was one section in particular where he talked about Ethan Hawke where he said, um, 
Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting, actually, uh, is that it seems like Ethan Hawke was, like, a lot of the reason why this movie got made, because hmm. he was really into the idea of it, and so he really got it going. Oh, okay. Um, and... Uh, uh, but he says about Ethan Hawke that uh, he's provided a still-centered too many somber narratives of late. Uh, Gattaca, Great Expectations, Snow Falling mm. on Cedars. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever cast as the saint of infinite longing, he absorbs emotions without giving any back. So, oh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah, and perversely, he seemed uh, far more alert when playing likable louts, especially the slightly ugly American in Before Sunrise. A slightly <laughs> ugly American? And Soused Brother in the Newton Boys. This this is wow. a rude review. Yeah, this is, Roast of Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting that, I mean, I don't know that he's like exactly like critical of Gattaca, but Gattaca's a great movie. Yeah, um, I like that movie. I mean, I think he's mostly commenting on like the fact that Ethan Hawke has played this like particular type so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on this. Uh, this particular review. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, I have one from the LA Times too, but I. I was looking at how it did in the box office. Mm, it did not do, it did well. Not do well. Like I think two million dollars or something. I think that was Ooh. how much it cost to make it too. Ooh. It was because it didn't say the um, budget on Wikipedia. I don't think, mm. but uh, it said estimated two million to make. Okay. So. That's it's rough. a made its money Broke back. Even. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean it really didn't. I mean, it's a play, so it kind of makes sense that the production yeah. is centered in fewer locations, so you don't have to reset mm-hmm. as much. So, and I did really like a lot of the locations, most notably in the um, Polonius Ophelia. Laertes house. With oh the, yeah, that was like, an interesting house. Sort of open layout. Oh yeah, stairs. yeah, that yeah. was cool. That was a cool place. Yeah, I liked how that scene was shot with the three of them. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. the the graveyard fight scene with all the mm-hmm. autumn leaves blowing around. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Very fall oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This it should be fall when this episode comes out. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be in the chilly LA air with <laughs> yeah. the leaves changing on the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. We aren't in an eternal summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It could be. It felt like summer just started. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, um, any last thoughts on Hamlet? I'd appreciate a modern telling. Yeah. Yeah. We could. I'd watch another one if it came out now. Hamlet 2020. Yeah. 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 I love, you know. That's who I'm voting for, by the way. <laughs> 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 Hamlet Gertrude 2020. <laughs> Yikes. Man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. I enjoy Hamlet and I like seeing all the different iterations, mm-hmm. comparing and contrasting. And I think they're all worth something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love seeing different interpretations. And this was definitely a fun one. A pocket into Y2K mm-hmm. culture. 
R.I.P. Blockbuster. R.I.P. So sad. Um, well, I've been Harper. You can find me on the internet at Harping About, um, Instagram, and now Letterboxd. Follow Ooh, me there. Fun. Love Letterboxd. Um, I need to get in on that. I yeah. haven't done it yet. Yeah, I used to use this thing called Critiker, but no one used it, so I've moved over to Letterboxd. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I watched, uh, I <laughs> reviewed a movie that has Julia Stiles in it just last night on Letterboxd. Check that out. Gave one star to Drown- The Drowning. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Zero um, stars for the title. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Tra- just the scene from Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, no, it's her and Josh Charles, so I really thought it was going to be a winner. Josh Charles. Yeah, also from the Ooh, Ethan Hawke Cinematic gosh. Universe. True. Uh, um, what a stud. Yeah, I love him. Uh, uh, yeah, good wife. Anyway. Oh, but, okay. Um, and younger. He's in younger? Isn't he the... the? I don't watch it. Or am I thinking of a different guy? Are you thinking of a different... Are you thinking of the older guy that she's Did with? I literally just combine the two boys' names from younger? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's really possible. <laughs> I think so. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I do like that guy from Young... Oh, both of those guys from Younger. I gotta look Lookers. at his name now. Um, Nika, Nika Tortellini Lookers. is the younger guy. <laughs> the guy who's married to... Yeah, Mexico I can't... Yeah, I can't remember. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... I don't know, follow me on the internet if you want. And um, something I've been enjoying recently in media, outside of Ethan Hawke, is um, Pose. I just binged oh. six episodes of that show earlier today. Uh, I see that. It's, yeah, it's good. I only have two episodes left, and then I've watched all of season one. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Uh, I knew it would be good. I'd heard only good things about right. it. Um, it was just a matter of watching it, and now I've watched most of it, and it's really good. So, pose. Awesome. Um, nice. Lena, would you like to um, uh, share where people can find you and what oh, you've been enjoying? yes. Hello. Um, <laughs> hello again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Lena Pop. That's L E Y N U H P A W P. I came up with that handle in 2011 when I didn't think I was going to use Twitter. And <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> um, or you can follow uh, me and Katie at the Romcom Effect. It's actually at Romcom Effect. Um, Follow the news on our podcast about rom-coms. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. You know, sometimes we post different things on each of those media channels, so mm-hmm. yeah, follow them all. You know, they're not all the same. Like, you're going to post something different yeah. in a story on Instagram exactly. than you are in a tweet, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so that's a fun thing to follow and listen to our podcast, obviously. Um, a thing I'm enjoying a lot lately is Glow Season 3 on Netflix. Mm. And that's one of my favorite shows that's come out of the last decade, to be honest with you. Wow. I'm wow. just obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with Betty Gilpin. I'm obsessed with everyone on that cast, the outfits, the content. Mm-hmm. It's good. Have any of you guys seen it? No. I haven't seen it. <gasps> I haven't watched season three yet. It's so good. Yeah. It's good and fun. Nice. Well, it's on the list for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
I've been bogged down in the reality TV world, just four hours a week of Bachelor. Oh, oh yeah, it's so same. hard to keep, it's a trend. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah. Time for anything else. And I keep, like, inviting people over, like, oh, you can come watch Paradise with me, and then, like, they'll do, like, half of Monday, and then, yeah. like, it's you know, much. can't yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and then he just kind of walks in and out, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so this is what it. you missed. Yeah. 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 Have someone fill you in. And I'm also reading Bachelor Nation right now. Oh, is that good? Oh, the book. So good. And it's like, there's a little bit of overlap with what you learn in Unreal, the Mm -hmm. Lifetime show. I love that show. Uh, It's it's so trashy and amazing. All of this is. Uh, But I just really love the psychology of reality TV and love and their overlap Mm -hmm. uh, in that Venn diagram. And then uh, I'm probably near impossible to find on the internet because all my profiles are private um so good luck uh (laughs) but uh yeah rom-com effect you can find what we're doing there and um yeah you can find me in real life yeah look for katie chilson somewhere in (laughs) in hollywood (laughs) i'm gonna say exactly where she is (laughs) Hollywood's big time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Jonathan. <laughs> I uh, I regularly host a podcast called Hawkeyes, <laughs> and you can find me there. And uh, you can find me on my Instagram at John Savalata, where I post once every month, probably. And um, thing I've been enjoying uh, this book mm. called. Tom Sawyer, <laughs> which I never read when I was it's younger. Really new. Is that new? Yeah. This new guy, Mark Twain. Oh my God, cool he's like he blow- really he's blowing up on the scene right now. Oh, my God. It's a guy from talking about him. Yeah. And um, I just never read it when I was younger, so I figured I'd, you know, now's as good a time as any. Yeah. So. yeah. Why not? There yeah. you go. Revisit the classics. And you're enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Well, uh, you can follow Hawkeyes on uh, all the places, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I just made a TikTok. I don't know if I'm going to use it. (laughs) I don't know how TikTok works. I really just made a TikTok so that I can see how it works. And it's not intuitive for someone that Mm. is over the age of 16, I got to say. But yeah, so follow us on any of those places. Um, (laughs) uh, Also, if you could just rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome. Um, what else? Oh, email us, hawkeyespod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, and what's all? Uh, thanks so much, you guys, for coming and talking about Hamlet and other Thank things you. with thanks us. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, this was fun. Fun. It was a pleasure. Yeah, good chat. Cool. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>